Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a fascinating topic to discuss, efficient sequential PLIC interface positioning for enhanced performance of the three-phase VOF method. Now, that might sound like a mouthful, but don't worry. We're here to break it down and make it easy to understand. Absolutely, Jen. So let's jump right in. In this paper, the authors propose an algorithm for efficient sequential PLIC interface positioning. But what does that mean? Well, TOM, PLIC stands for Piecewise Linear Interface Calculation. It's a technique used in fluid dynamics simulations to determine the position of interfaces between different liquids or phases. That's right, Jen. And the WOF method is a computational technique used in these simulations to track the volume fraction occupied by different fluids within a given space. Exactly. Now, efficient sequential PLIC interface positioning refers to an algorithm that optimizes the placement of these interfaces within a computational mesh. And why is this important? Well, Accurate placement of these interfaces is crucial for precise modeling and simulation of fluid flows. Absolutely. The proposed algorithm aims to improve both the efficiency and accuracy of this placement process. It takes into account factors such as volume fractions and topological configurations. That's right, Jen. By considering these factors and implementing an efficient algorithm, Researchers can obtain more reliable results while reducing computational costs. And how do they test the performance of this optimized method? Well-tuned numerical experiments are conducted comparing their new approach with conventional methods using reference cases such as fluid droplet collisions or contact line dynamics problems. Right. By comparing results with established methods under various scenarios or configurations, they can demonstrate how their proposed method enhances performance and achieves accurate representations of complex fluid interfaces. Exactly, Tom. And based on their findings, this efficient sequential PLIC interface positioning method shows promising improvements in both efficiency and accuracy. That's fantastic. This kind of optimization has the potential to greatly benefit fluid dynamics simulations in a wide range of fields such as engineering, environmental sciences, and even entertainment industries like video games and film production. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up our discussion on the efficient sequential PLIC interface positioning for enhanced performance of the three-phase VOF method. We hope you found this topic interesting and informative. Stay curious and keep exploring. Thanks for tuning into our NPR podcast. Until next time. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast. Folks, this episode is sponsored by Nebulashi Delights. The one and only solution for those looking to make their eyelashes as fluffy as floating clouds. That's right. Tom, 
Who needs regular lashes when you can have lash-tastic? Out of this world fluffiness? Nebulashi Delights is here to take you to eyelash nirvana. Picture this. People, you wake up in the morning. Reach for your Nebulashi Delights kit. And prepare for a lash transformation like no other. With just a few effortless steps. Your lashes magically become fluffier than cotton candy at a unicorn party. I can almost feel the fluffiness caressing my cheekbones already. But wait, there's more. Nebulashi Delights has an exclusive feature that releases tiny cloud particles when you blink. Yes, you're essentially blinking clouds. Want to make a bold statement? Picture yourself walking down the street with your Nebulashi Delights enhanced lashes as people. Stop and stare in awe. Your lashes will be so fluffy that birds might mistake them for prime nesting spots. And because we're all about inclusivity here at Nebulashi Delights, we offer a variety of cloud types. From cirrus softness to cumulonimbus extravagance, you can customize your fluffy lash experience. But hey, folks, this is not just a commercial. When we say we've tried it ourselves, we mean it. Jen and I are proudly sporting Nebulashi Delights lashes right now. They're so fluffy. I can barely see past them. Giggles. Don't worry. Tom. Our listeners can't see us right now. But trust us. We look fabulous. And the best part? Our lashes are holding up against wind, rain, and even surprise squirrel encounters. So, listeners. If you're ready to levitate your lashes to cloud-like heights, head over to Nebulashi Delights. Just use the promo code FLUFF20 at checkout to receive a complimentary mini fan. Perfect for showcasing your fluffy lashes on Instagram. Remember, folks, this podcast episode was brought to you by Nebulashi Delights, making your eyelashes as fluffy as floating clouds. Don't miss out on this opportunity for lash magic. Order now and embrace your inner cloud. Upbeat music fades out. Hello and welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm here with my co-host Jen. Hi everyone. We hope you're ready to dive into another fascinating topic today. In this episode. We'll be discussing a paper titled Adaptive Discretization Refinement for Discrete Models of Coupled Mechanics and Mass Transport in Concrete. Now, I know that might sound a bit technical, but don't worry. We're here to break it down and make it easy to understand. That's right, Jen. Sometimes scientific papers can seem intimidating, but they often contain valuable research that can have real world applications. In this case, the paper explores an adaptive discretization technique for modeling mechanics and mass transport. In concrete, this technique helps improve the accuracy and efficiency of simulations in concrete structures. Absolutely. Tom, the authors of the paper propose a strategy for refining discretization in discrete models to better capture the behavior of concrete under various loading conditions. They focus on two key aspects. 
Bio's theory of poro mechanics, which involves how fluids move through porous materials and cracks affect on material permeability, or how easily fluids can flow through cracks. Right. And to understand their approach, we first need to grasp the concept of mesoscale mechanical models. These models represent concrete as an assembly of rigid bodies interconnected by cohesive contacts. By simulating the displacement field and accounting for fractures and stress oscillations caused by material heterogeneity, these models provide a more accurate representation of concrete behavior. Exactly, Tom. And what makes this paper's approach even more interesting is that it incorporates an adaptive discretization technique traditionally used in finite element models. Adaptive refinements aim to improve the quality of approximated displacement fields by locally increasing the density of discretized points where needed. But here's the twist. Gen. Instead of using traditional finite element models, the authors develop an adaptive refinement technique within the discrete framework. They replace low-fidelity course models with more detailed and high-fidelity mesoscale models in regions where a more accurate representation is required. That's fascinating. Tom, this adaptive refinement approach allows for significant computational time savings while still maintaining accuracy. The authors demonstrate this by presenting examples of hydraulic fracturing and three-point bending simulations in concrete structures. It's impressive to see how these advanced modeling techniques can be applied to real-world scenarios like hydraulic fracturing and structural analysis. It shows the potential for improving our understanding of concrete behavior and optimizing structural design. Definitely, Tom. And it's important to highlight that these types of studies contribute to the development of more durable and efficient structures ultimately benefiting society as a whole. Absolutely. Jen. Whether it's improving infrastructure or enhancing construction materials, advancements in concrete modeling have substantial impacts on our daily lives. And that wraps up our introduction to this intriguing paper on adaptive discretization refinement for discrete models of coupled mechanics and mass transport in concrete. We hope you found it as fascinating as we did. Join us in the next part of this episode where we'll further explore the specific strategies and findings outlined in the paper. Until then, stay curious and keep learning. Transition Music Welcome back to another episode of our NPR podcast. I'm Tom here with my co-host Jen. Hi everyone. In today's episode we have an interesting topic for you. Adaptive discretization refinement for discrete models of coupled mechanics and mass transport in concrete. Now let me tell you right now, even if you don't know much about mechanics or mass transport or concrete, don't worry. We'll take you through it step by step. That's right Jen. Oftentimes, scientific papers can be a bit intimidating with their big words and complex topics. But they often contain valuable research that can have real-world applications. So let's get into it. Absolutely. In this paper, 
The authors explore an adaptive discretization technique for modeling mechanics and mass transport. In concrete. Now why is that important? Well, accurate simulations of concrete structures can help us understand how they behave under different loads or conditions. And understanding how concrete behaves is crucial for many real-world applications, from designing more efficient structures to improving construction techniques. Exactly. So what this technique does is it focuses on refining the discretization in discrete models of concrete to better capture its behavior. To put it simply, they break down the concrete into smaller elements or particles to simulate its mechanics and mass transport processes. Right Jen. And what's really fascinating about this paper is that they specifically focus on two key aspects. The first one is Biot's theory of poromechanics, which essentially describes how fluids like water move through porous materials like concrete. That's right Tom. And the second aspect they focus on is Crack's effect on material permeability, or in other words, how easily fluids can flow through cracks in the material. By incorporating these aspects into their model, they're able to get a more accurate representation of how fluid flows through concrete under various loading conditions. Absolutely Jen. And what makes their approach even more interesting is that they use an adaptive discretization technique, traditionally used in finite element models, to improve the accuracy of their simulations while saving computational time. That's correct Tom. This adaptive discretization technique allows them to locally increase the density of discretized points where needed in order to capture more accurate details without slowing down their simulations. It really goes to show how advancements in modeling techniques are constantly pushing the boundaries of what we can understand and simulate. And that's important for all sorts of industries. From civil engineering to materials science. Absolutely Tom. This research has the potential to improve our understanding of how concrete behaves in real world. Scenarios. Making it possible to design more efficient and durable structures. That's all the time we have for this episode. We hope you found this paper as fascinating as we did. Stay tuned for future episodes where we'll explore more exciting topics. Thanks for listening to our NPR podcast. See you next time. Cheerful music playing in the background. Welcome back. Folks, this podcast is brought to you by a truly remarkable establishment. The Android Ballerina Footwear Emporium. That's right. Tom, if you've ever thought to yourself, hey, I need some robot grace on my feet. Then look no further. Absolutely. Step into the future with these one-of-a-kind Android Ballerina shoes. They're stylish, futuristic, and quite honestly, bleeping fantastic. And for the tech enthusiasts out there, these Android Ballerina shoes come equipped with features you won't believe. They've got built-in GPS for perfect pirouette precision. And not just that. These shoes also have a voice recognition system to help you perfect your dance moves. So whenever you say twirl, they twirl. 
say leap they well you get the idea who needs a dance instructor when you can have your own personal robotic choreographer on your feet plus they're programmed to make delightful mechanical clink noises as you dance talk about making an entrance and don't worry about compatibility issues folks these android ballerina shoes are compatible with every dance style imaginable ballet tap salsa interpretive mime you name it so why wait upgrade your dancing game and be the envy of both humans and robots alike the android ballerina footwear emporium is here to make your twinkle toes shine remember folks this podcast is sponsored by the android ballerina footwear emporium where foot fashion and technology merge like a perfect cha cha so go grab yourself a pair today just head over to their website or visit their store in person trust us with these android ballerina shoes you'll be dancing like a futuristic fred or ginger in no time music fades out we'll be right back after a short break and some practice with our very own android ballerina shoes jen oh boy i just hope they haven't programmed them to give piggyback rides tom stay tuned folks music welcome back to another episode of the award winning npr podcast i'm your host tom and i'm joined by my co-host jen how are you today jen i'm doing great tom excited for another fascinating topic on our show today what's on the agenda well jen today we have an intriguing paper titled diversity of expertise is key to scientific impact a large scale analysis in the field of computer science this paper explores the relationship between the composition of a research team and the potential impact of their research papers that sounds fascinating tom It's crucial to understand how different factors can influence scientific impact. So what did they find in this large-scale analysis? According to the abstract, the researchers retrieved 114 key papers in the field of computer science and analyzed how the diversity of research fields within a research team relates to the number of citations their papers received in the upcoming 5 years. That's quite impressive. Tom, did they find any significant associations between diversity and scientific impact? Absolutely. Jen, the results show that two different metrics they defined, reflecting the diversity of expertise within a team, were significantly associated with the number of citations. In other words, research papers authored by teams with a wide set of skills and expertise tend to have a higher impact than those authored by more homogeneous teams that's really interesting it enforces the idea that diverse perspectives and multidisciplinary approaches can lead to groundbreaking discoveries exactly jen this study sheds light on an often overlooked aspect of research team dynamics namely how different areas of expertise within a team can contribute to scientific impact Absolutely right, Tom. It's important for policymakers and institutions to take into account these findings when 
developing science policies and fostering collaboration between scientific fields. Definitely. Jen. The paper also discusses the growing emphasis on interdisciplinary approaches and collaboration between scientific fields to address complex societal challenges. That's a critical point. Tom. Challenges like climate change and poverty require diverse expertise to come up with innovative solutions. Absolutely. Jen. This research not only provides valuable insights into the field of computer science but also has implications for other scientific domains. It's amazing how one study can have such far-reaching implications. Can't wait to dive into the details of this paper and unpack its findings further. That's right. Jen. We'll be exploring the literature review, materials and methods used in the study, as well as discussing the results and their implications. Sounds like an episode packed with insightful information. I'm excited to get started. Well, that's all we have for this intro. Stay tuned for a deep dive into the paper Diversity of Expertise is Key to Scientific Impact. A large-scale analysis in the field of computer science. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you after a short break. Music. Break. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are discussing an important paper titled Diversity of Expertise is Key to Scientific Impact. A large-scale analysis in the field of computer science. This study explores how diversity within research teams can influence the impact of their research. Papers. That's right, Tom. The researchers retrieved over 114k papers from the field of computer science and analyzed their data to examine how different metrics reflecting diversity relate to citation numbers over five. Year's time frame following publication. Tom. And what they found was quite significant. There were clear associations between diversity metrics among team members and citation numbers. Jen. That's correct. Tom. When measuring diversity using two different metrics, they found that research papers authored by teams with diverse expertise tended to have more citations compared to those authored by less diverse teams. Tom. That's fascinating. It underscores the importance of having varied skill sets and backgrounds within a research team. Jen. Absolutely. Tom. This study expands our understanding of what drives scientific impact beyond traditional factors like team size and disciplinary backgrounds. And it has implications not just for computer science but for other scientific fields as well. The findings suggest that interdisciplinary collaboration is key to solving complex challenges faced by our society. Jen. That's right, Tom. This paper offers valuable insights into the benefits of integrating diverse expertise in research teams especially when tackling pressing issues like climate change or poverty relief. Absolutely. Jen. It highlights the need for policymakers and institutions to promote interdisciplinary collaboration and support cross-disciplinary research initiatives. And as always, it's essential for researchers to keep these findings in mind when forming teams and embarking on new projects. 
Embracing diversity can lead to innovative breakthroughs. Well said, Jen. This paper provides a fantastic starting point for further discussions on the importance of diversity in scientific research. Indeed, Tom. Thank you all for joining us today on this enlightening episode. Remember to stay curious, open-minded, and embrace diversity in all aspects of life. We'll be back next week with another thought-provoking topic. Until then, take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Upbeat music playing. This podcast brought to you by Submarine Rocket Adventures Inc. Are you a thrill seeker looking for the ultimate adventure? Are roller coasters just not cutting it for you anymore? Well, look no further. Introducing Submarine Rocket Adventures Inc. Where our motto is submerge and emerge with a blast. Picture this. You climb aboard a submarine that looks like a rocket. Powered by the latest in fish-friendly propulsion technology. As you dive into the depths of the ocean, hold on to your snorkels because things are about to get crazy. Zip through coral reefs at breathtaking speeds. Narrowly avoiding sea turtles. All while rocking out to an undersea disco beat. Feel the adrenaline rush as you soar into the air. Leaping out of the water like a majestic dolphin finding its groove. Our skilled submarine pilots are also trained in synchronized swimming. So expect some fabulous aquatic choreography along the way. And for those with a mischievous side, we offer optional water balloon battles with underwater pirates. Air! Take that! Scallywags! So join Submarine Rocket Adventures Inc. today and experience the thrill of exploring the ocean depths like never before. Strap on your goggles and let's dive in. Remember, folks, this podcast is brought to you by Submarine Rocket Adventures Inc., where even astronauts envy our underwater circus. Sponsored by dreams of dolphins and giggling manatees everywhere. Submerge and emerge with a blast. Call now for your explosive adventure. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a fascinating and complex topic to dive into. Topology optimization of transient vibroacoustic problems for broadband filter design using cut elements. It's a mouthful, but we promise to break it down and make it accessible for everyone. That's right, Jen. This research paper explores the optimization of shape and topology in vibroacoustic problems. Specifically in the context of designing broadband filters. The authors tackle the challenge of optimizing over wide ranges of frequencies with complex signals. Which are often of interest in various industries. And how do they do that, Tom? Well. They employ a time domain method that enables wideband optimization in the frequency domain. They define the objective function in the frequency domain by obtaining the frequency response of the system through a fast Fourier transform, FFT, algorithm applied to its transient response. That sounds like quite a technical approach. 
But what really caught my attention is their use of cut elements to capture the geometry on a fixed background mesh. This allows for accurate solutions to strongly coupled vibroacoustic systems without having to re-mesh at each design update. Absolutely. Jen. This cut element method is an innovative way to model and optimize vibroacoustic systems without sacrificing efficiency. It eliminates cumbersome re-meshing operations and ensures accurate modeling of interface elements. And let's not forget about the discrete adjoint method they utilize for sensitivity calculations. This framework enables efficient gradient-based optimization by estimating how changes in design variables affect objective and constraint functions. It's incredible how this research brings together different mathematical concepts like FFT, algorithms, level set methods, and finite element analysis to optimize complex vibroacoustic systems and they apply their framework to various filter designs, showcasing its potential in real-world applications. Absolutely. Tom. This research opens up doors for innovative designs in industries such as aerospace, automotive, and even hearing aids. The ability to optimize parts with good performance expectancy over a wide frequency range is invaluable. Well said, Jen. We're excited to dive deep into this paper and explore the intricacies of topology optimization for transient vibroacoustic problems so stay tuned for an episode filled with complex concepts explained in an intuitive way and don't worry if you're not familiar with all the technical jargon we'll break it down step by step to make it accessible for everyone that's right so grab a cup of coffee or tea and get ready to learn something new with us on this episode of pay award-winning npr podcast upbeat music playing welcome back folks this podcast brought to you by our sponsor the one and only gummy guardians inc that's right tom are you tired of the same old boring security systems well look no further than gummy guardians inc when it comes to home security you want protection that's tough reliable and maybe a little bit tasty that's where gummy guardians inc comes in they've combined state-of-the-art technology with the deliciousness of gummy candies imagine this a burglar sneaks into your house in the middle of the night little does he know he's about to face an army of sticky defenders indeed tom these gummy warriors are strategically placed all around your home ready to spring into action at the first sign of trouble. And let me tell you, folks, these gummies mean business. They'll stick to anything and everything, from burglar hands to those pesky minivan mirrors that always graze your side mirror. It's like having your very own Gumby Ninja Squad. And don't worry about cleanup. These gummies dissolve magically when exposed to a secret ingredient only known to gummy guardians. Inc. Scientists. Who would have thought that crime fighting and candy could go hand in hand? No one. Jen. But that's what makes gummy guardians Inc. So special. 
They're always thinking outside the box. So folks, if you're ready for a high security system that's delightfully odd and oddly delicious, look no further than Gummy Guardians Inc. Remember, this podcast is sponsored by Gummy Guardians Inc. The sweetest way to keep your home safe. Cheerful music. All right, Tom, time for some gummy bear self-defense training. Ready? Count me in, Jen. Let's show those gummies who's boss. Laughter fades out as the commercial ends. Theme music. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a fascinating topic to discuss, image encryption for offshore wind power. Now, I know it may sound complex, but we're here to break it down and make it easy to understand. That's right, Jen. In today's episode, we'll be diving into a research paper titled Image Encryption for Offshore Wind Power based on 2 DLCLM and Joe E8 trigrams. The abstract of the paper discusses how the normal operation and maintenance of offshore wind power cannot be done without transmitting images securely. The authors propose a new encryption algorithm that combines two dimensional lagged complex logistic mapping, 2 DLCLM and Joe E8 trigrams to ensure the transmission of correct images while maintaining high security. That sounds like a mouthful, Tom. But fear not listeners. We'll be explaining all these complicated terms in simpler terms throughout the episode. Let's first understand the problem this research aims to solve, securing images during transmission in offshore wind power systems. Exactly. Jen. Offshore wind power is a vital part of our new power system. But due to the complex and changing ocean environment, operations and maintenance rely heavily on images. Ensuring that those images are transmitted correctly and securely is crucial. The paper proposes an encryption algorithm that combines two DLCLM and Joe E8 trigrams to achieve this goal. Now you're probably wondering what those terms mean. Don't worry. We've got you covered. 2DLCLM stands for two-dimensional lagged complex logistic mapping. It's a type of chaotic system used in cryptography because it has excellent properties like randomness and uncertainty. And Zhou Yi 8 trigrams is based on an ancient Chinese cultural concept. It's a philosophical system that uses the arrangement of yin and yang lines to represent different trigrams. The authors incorporate the changing laws of Zhou Yi 8 trigrams into their encryption algorithm to disrupt the relationship between pixels in the images. Now, let's delve into how this encryption algorithm works. The paper explains it in several steps, but we'll simplify it for you. Firstly, the initial values of the 2DLCLM are constructed using a 256-bit hash value derived from the compressed image data. These initial values are crucial for generating pseudo-random sequences. Then, the Feistel-like cipher structure is used as the overall framework for the encryption algorithm. This structure involves multiple rounds of operations, 
known as rounds, with a round function called f. The f function combines several elements like s boxes, which are tables used for substitution and permutation, zigzag permutation for scrambling data positions, and the JoE8 trigrams encryption rule to obfuscate and diffuse pixel values in images. All these elements work together to ensure that encrypted images are secure and resistant to attacks. The paper also provides details on constructing round keys using the JoE8 trigrams. Encryption rule and how permutation is used to enhance pseudo-randomness. Now that we've given you a brief overview of this exciting research paper, let's discuss its implications. Image encryption for offshore wind power systems is critical because it ensures confidential and secure transmission of vital information. Absolutely. By employing complex chaotic systems like 2DLCLM combined with ancient cultural concepts like Joe. Ye 8 trigrams. Researchers have developed an algorithm that provides high-level security without compromising functionality. And that's truly remarkable. It shows how interdisciplinary approaches can lead to innovative solutions in fields as diverse as renewable energy and cryptography. That's all the time we have for this episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about image encryption for offshore wind power based on 2DLCLM and JoE8 trigrams, and how these complex topics can be translated into intuitive concepts. Join us next time for another thrilling discussion on the latest research and innovative ideas. As always, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Thanks for tuning into our award-winning NPR podcast. Theme music fades out. Background music starts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our award-winning podcast. The Potluck Show. We're here today with a bizarre, yet utterly hilarious commercial break. Folks. That's right. Tom. Today's commercial is brought to you by the one and only Orcish Spatula Emporium. A place where orcs and spatulas collide in the most extraordinary way. Sponsored by Enchantments and Whirling Magic. Osash Spatula Emporium offers a range of cooking utensils that can handle any culinary adventure. Need to flip pancakes, slay trolls, or summon dragons? Look no further. Are you tired of your regular old spatula always breaking at the worst possible times? Well, worry no more. These battle-tested spatulas are forged in the fires of Mount Doom. I mean... The finest forges in the land. And let's not forget about their patented built-in coin slot feature. That's right. If you're short on change for that dragon treasure chest or elven tollway, simply insert the coin into your spatula and watch it transform into a makeshift coin purse. How cool is that? But wait. There's more. Each spatula comes with a complimentary orcish battle cry engraved on it for maximum cooking. Inspiration. So while you whip up your gourmet meals, you'll feel like a true warrior in the kitchen. Don't believe us? Just listen to these happy customers. Customer 1. Thanks to Osesh Spatula Emporium. 
I've defeated both egg batter and ogres with ease. Customer 2. These spatulas have truly transformed my cooking experience. Now I'm not only whipping up culinary delights but slaying dinner prep like a pro. So why settle for ordinary when you can have orsonary? Head on over to Orkish Spatula Emporium now and enter the magical world of culinary conquest. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by the most fantastical spatulas this side of Middle Earth. That's right, Jen. And if you use the promo code PODCAST10, you'll receive an extra sword sharp spatula with your purchase. So, get cooking and slay those meals today. Back to our regular programming. Folks, background music fades out. Giggles asterisk orsonary cooking utensils. Who would have thought? Yep. Another day in the wacky world of podcast advertising. Stay tuned. Folks, more adventures await on the Potluck Show. (music) Thank you.